Welcome back to Launch Speed. I'm your host, Bubba, a.k.a. Brendan, joined by my co-host, Forrest, a.k.a. Zach, on this epic journey to feed you information as though it were ice cream, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> That's freaking brilliant. <laughs> All right. Roll the tape to us sitting down. <laughs> There's multiple shapes and sh- sizes. Just decide that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's and hitting an animal. Well, it's not gonna hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> it will determine the, the launch speed. Launch speed. Launch speed. <laughs> Stop! I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. You're rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to Launch Speed. Welcome back to my podcast, Brendan. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me on today. I, you know, I allowed you to come into my house, so I figured I'd let you on the podcast. I, I appreciate that. How yeah. come we didn't do this yesterday? Apparently, I was too drunk. I think it's because we went fishing. Oh. We went fishing and did some other stuff that required some time. So, do you have anything exciting this week that happened? Oh, uh, fishing was wow. exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was I, a lot of fun. For, like, the first time this year, we actually caught some fish. Yeah, well, uh, was a nice you, change. did you actually catch one? I did. I caught one. You caught a perch, right? I caught a perch. I think I caught one fish as well. Yeah. Also a tiny perch. Mm-hmm. But Marky, my man, brought in a big old catfish and two perch in the same cast. Yep. Never going to get that lucky. No. That's okay. And our master fisherman we brought along, Jay. Got let, zero fish. He let us down so Let hard, us man. down. He's like, oh, yeah, there's definitely fish over here. Never caught one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, his cast is insane. Have you seen how accurate that sucker is? Yeah, well, he also has a better pole for casting. We have drop fishing rods, and we cast with those a little bit. We we have the wrong kind of fishing rods. <laughs> the man throws that thing like a whip out there. Yeah, I think we need new ones. I think we need new ones. I don't think I can afford any more purchases. I was recently. looking at them today while we were at Dick's, and they were just awfully expensive. Not That's not a place I would buy one, but they were pretty expensive. So I think the poles are on the cheap side. Uh, for the for fishing reasons those ones weren't but but like it's the real that gets you absolutely yeah it's like 200 bucks for a nice one Mm -hmm. and i just spent a bunch of dollars on my windshield that's right you did but i am excited about that because i didn't realize just how bad it was until i had a brand new one on the car because you had a crack running all the way from bottom left to top right i had it running it ran from bottom left up through the middle and then back down to the bottom right nice upside down smiley face yep Throw a frowny face, most people call those. Sure. And it also, I also had like a bullet hole at at where my eyesight is on the windshield. Yep. I don't know who did it. It wasn't me. It was on the car before I got it. I'm going to blame <laughs> somebody. Sure. <laughs> also, it was probably not a bullet, but a rock. I mean, the hole was pretty big. Okay. I'm going to go with bullet. I'm sure. going to say I was in a, there, someone was in a like, drive-by and they like used the car to escape. I saw a picture this week of someone who took their tailgate of their truck off and used it for target practice, so they appeared like a badass because there was a bunch of bullet holes in it. Would you do that with your truck? Fuck no. No? No. Why not? It would Maybe look... in 35 years. You know how cool it would be to have actual bullet holes in your vehicle? I don't know why Alexa over here is shaking her head like that's a bad, bad sign, <laughs> like you have a truck. You're supposed to do things like if that. If I bought a beater, sure. If I had bought like a 20-year-old truck already. Also, the video we did last week. That was a lot of fun. It was. I, I was slightly disappointed with the quality, and you are as well. So we're going to can it. There was also some other technical issues with the video. For some reason, it was stuttering when I imported it into the video editor. 
and I, there's no way to fix it. It played fine when I was playing it through the media player, but when I imported it into the video, it stuttered and the audio was out of sync with the video, which was crazy and very annoying. And hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah. So we're going to do another video, different topic, different thing. It's going to be a blast. Yes. It should be painful and fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be the first, whoever goes first, I think is in the best situation. You think? Yeah. Okay. Because you just get it out of the way. You don't have to, you don't sit there thinking like, man, I'm doing this to him. He's about to do this to me and it's going to be so much worse. Yeah. But then when you're second, you can, you can gauge what you need to do. You can accurately, you know, come up with a strategy and a plan. That's true. And and figure out exactly what you need to do to win. Just like college where you're <laughs> calculating the percentages you needed to pass. You can do that with this, but enough about that. Well, that's for future views. Yes. Any dislikes? Uh, yeah. So, well, why don't you go first? I go first. All right. So you, you know how we're trying to prep for this video we're going to film coming up, right? Yes. And we decide we need to go out and get things done. Yep. Guess how much we got done today? Uh, honestly, 90%. Just the 10% that's remaining is the key to the yeah, rest of it. It's absolutely critical that we needed that last 10%. And the Jeep broke down on us. Yeah. The brakes locked up. As far smoking. as we can tell. Well, they were smoking at the end. They, so they, they were, were smoking. They are very hot. It, it was weird. Two of the brakes. Not not the front and not the back. It was the front right and the back left. Yep. And they were extremely hot, making a lot of uncomfortable noises. And a terrible smell. And a terrible smell. So that, that really sucked for my day today. Thank you to Casey for picking us up in yes. a time of need. And bringing my windows for the Jeep. Because that would have sucked if it had rained. Yes, it would have. Learned your lesson, though. Never travel without the windows. I'm always going to have the windows in the car with me. Absolutely. Only a Jeep would have that problem. But on our way back from that, when Casey picked me up, (laughs) us up, uh, I got cut off again in the exact same situation that I complained about a couple weeks ago. where I you had the same reaction. I did. I, I was in front of the guy, and then he closed the gap between the car in front of him, even though there was nobody behind him. And refused to let me get in. So, same reaction. And fuck that guy. Yeah. And no. fuck anyone who drives a Chevy. <laughs> I also had a pretty tough and very, very stressful week. Yeah. Uh, we we had some things going on in our family right now that has weighed down a lot on us. Uh, more to come in the later episodes about that. Uh, we're not quite ready to share. But all. it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. But it was... Uh, there was a lot of relief later in this week, but in the beginning it was tough, and I took work off for it because I just couldn't take it. And no matter what, it's taxing. So yeah, so that was a huge dislike of my week, and not even an angry dislike, just like that sucked. That yeah. really, really sucked. And that that is the reason that you've put almost no effort into this week. Yeah, I'm gonna apologize to everyone <laughs> if Brendan says some kind of detail, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that sounds great. It's because I have no idea. Yeah. Anything? Anything we're looking ahead to? I'm excited this is a three-day weekend. Oh, yeah, and we start I, tomorrow off. Like, I have every other weekend for me is a three-day weekend, but Fridays when I'm home alone and Casey's not at home, they're just, they just kind of suck. It's like, yeah, I can get some stuff done, but it's not as much fun. When The thing about holidays is that my entire family – well, okay, both my parents are pretty much retired at this point. But my entire family has off, so, like, we can go do family stuff. You know, there's not that shitty yeah. feeling on Sunday afternoons, and, you know, we can have a good time. And that was what sucked about my summer job in college is that I would always work weekends and especially holidays. Yeah. 
And so it's like I would miss all that stuff. So now now I'm like making up for it now. That was my old job. Extra like, enjoying they're it. They're like, yeah. oh, holidays coming up? You're for sure working it. Right, yeah. It, <laughs> it, it sucks. It's the worst. You're the low man on the totem pole. Therefore, you get to deal with all the problems. And now I'm your regular working man Monday through Friday with federal holidays off. Same. I actually could. I didn't have to take off this Monday if I didn't want to. Ah, cool. They would have let me work. And it wouldn't have been overtime. Like it wouldn't have been time and a half holiday pay. It, it just sucked. If you had nothing to do, then it would have been better. But yeah, I got things to, things to deal with right now. Yeah. Yep. Podcast news. Uh, permanent discount on t-shirts for our patrons. Don't forget, buy some merch. It's awesome. We're going to come out with something new in the next couple of weeks here. And it's going to be awesome. Thanks again to our patrons, Rob, Brian, Casey, and Doug. You guys are the best. Also, shout out to Jerry. Uh, we didn't actually have a headliner for last week, which is why you guys didn't see it or share it. But Jerry shared it. So yeah, we Jerry shared that. our old video. He shared our old one, but I guess it counts. Yeah, I guess it counts. I didn't know they had internet in prison. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised he's allowed to do that still. Are you thinking about Jared from Subway? Oh, Jared. Oh, with uh, the big pants. Jared yeah. with the big pants. Yeah, and <laughs> other problems. <laughs> Regardless, again this week, if Zach does a headliner, which is kind of up in the air because he kind of has not been enjoying it, uh, if you share it, there there will be a headliner this week. If okay, then if you share it, you'll get a shout out on the podcast, and that's super easy. You don't even have to send us an email; you just gotta press share. Thanks to Jay for sending us some articles that I hadn't actually seen that are that we're gonna talk about in a little bit. So that is awesome. Are you ready to see my bear bits all Please. over again? Expose you. Expose yeah. them. Expose them. <laughs> Expose them. <laughs> so, do you know what a red panda is? Isn't it like a raccoon? Well, yeah, because but no one actually knows, or for a while, no one knew exactly what a red panda was. But here at Launch Speed, we have the definitive answer. We did the research. We did the research. <laughs> we went. We went in deep. We wanted to make sure we weren't criticized for having no research. Guess how much I did. Guess how many articles I looked at to find this fact. I'm gonna guess. Zero. You just looked at headlines. I just looked at headlines. <laughs> so they were originally classified closer to the raccoons because of their tail and jaw. However, after further studies, they're like, you know what? It's a bear. So it went in the Ursidae, Ursidae, Ursidae. I don't know how to say it. I don't care. Ursidae. I think that's right. All right. Definitely. Making them a bear. However, in classic fashion of this podcast, we were disappointed to find out that they have been given their own family, the another unpronounceable word. Here, let me butcher it real quick. The Ailuridae family. <laughs> so now they have no living relatives, and they're a misnomer, basically, because they aren't related to the panda. But I make the motion, since this red panda was origi- the original panda, the giant panda was named after it. Really? That I make a motion that we rename the giant panda to something like giant black and fluffy, fluffy ball. Like I think that'd be a great name for it. Giant bamboo eater lazy. But if you don't know what a red panda is, I suggest you go looking up because they have to be the cutest little trash can varmints I've ever seen in my life. Do they have similar tendencies to? Ra- oh, it's got its tongue out. Does it have similar tendencies to raccoons? Uh, no, I think they're mostly bamboo eaters. Man, they look kind of big. They're not. Really? I'd, gi- I'd give you the stats, but I don't feel like going that far into okay, it. Okay, that's fine. Oh yeah, they're they're pretty adorable. It's also brown. Their face does look kind of bearish. That's yeah. kind of cool. They got like the little bear nose. They're like honorary bears. They, yes. didn't, they, didn't, they didn't quite make it in, but honorable mention. Definitely. Then they got put in their own family. And they're like, the rest of your family is like relatives are dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own. That's cool. I wonder how that worked from an evolutionary standpoint. They're also 
on the endangered list. I'm not surprised. I'm not either. I wonder if they're as lazy as panda bears. I kind of, there's no way. They're too small, I think. I don't think you can be that small of an animal and be that, I bake that back. A sloth is a pretty small animal and it's super lazy. Well, they're not that small. Yeah. They're a little bigger than that. They're like dogs. Dogs are pretty lazy. Well, when they want to be. That was a good bear bits. I like You that. enjoyed them? I, I liked your bear bits this week. Did they caress your mind? I liked your bear bits this week. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give me that one, asshole. <laughs> All right, all right, let's go. Let's keep going. So uh, in the past couple of weeks, uh, last, or I don't remember what it was, but we talked about SpaceX and how they're going to do uh, satellite internet for everybody that's supposed to be low latency and readily available in rural areas, and they're launching several thousand satellites. They launched their first 60 satellites this week. Oh, good. Does, will they be in service? So I'm not, I don't think they're providing internet yet, but they're they're online. They're up there. They're... Hovering above the earth. Well, not hovering, but orbiting the earth. Yeah. Now they're Low- just hovering. <laughs> <laughs> they're lower than other satellites, which is their advantage. But I, th- I thought that was cool. That's that's a first step towards getting away from Comcast. Yeah. Uh, also, we talked, I think it was last week, about Sonic the Hedgehog and the movie that he's going to be in as a CGI character. Uh, they they delayed the movie three to four months to from November of this year to February of next year to fix Sonic. I I was told that February is the month that you just release all the shitty movies. Really? Yes. That's the dumping ground of movies. When because you, when every, you th- yeah, everyone's when, too busy to yeah. see it and they when don't you care. think it's gonna suck, you put it out in February. I've never heard that. I was told that by a very, very reliable source. Okay. That's fair. Well we'll see. I don't have high hopes for it. I'm probably not even gonna see it. I probably won't see it either. But I do appreciate the developers going through and changing it and also probably not killing the people working on it. I did I did read though from a graphic designer or someone who works on CGI that chances are the only thing that had actually been CGI'd into the movie, like inserted into the movie, was what we saw in the trailer. So while they still have to redo the entire entire model, which is several months of work that they kind of have to throw away, yeah, uh, it's not like they did the entire movie. So yeah. it's it's not as much work as people were thinking because the, the the movie's definitely not done yet. So that's good, and it makes sense why they did it. If they filmed and CGI'd the entire movie and then the, due to negative reactions were like, hey, yeah, we're we're just gonna go ahead and redo this, then that would be very expensive. Yeah, I'm. I'm down for them delaying it, mostly because it's more months I can put it off to not watch it ever again either. Exactly, exactly. But that that'll be that'll be good. Uh, in TV news and things that should have been delayed even longer, apparently, Game of Thrones, which had a, a year and a half delay between its seventh season and its eighth and final season, to ensure that it was high quality, super high quality cinematography, not plot. Yeah, the writers are like. Mm, we're done writing. You uh, kind of take it as you go. Some people are unhappy with it. Some, but I would say the majority I, of the I'd show. I'd say a lot of people, but no matter how it ended, a lot of people were going to be unhappy. Oh, yeah. But without any spoilers, uh, it's over. Um, I enjoyed it. I was there. I was entertained, and I watched it the entire way through. Uh, from season two onwards, I watched it as it came out, and it was. Uh, it's been a long journey, and I'm okay that it's over. Yeah, same. I also started watching from about season two and watching it live. And it's exciting that they're doing... Sp- I'm glad that they ended it and didn't just continue it forever because it would have just gone downhill. 
they would have jumped the metaphorical shark. But they they're doing spinoffs. And on that note, they're starting to film the first spinoff, at least the pilot, in June. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. And I think because there's so much you can do in that universe, and I'm just really excited for it. And and you can't deny really that they did a very very good job with the first seven seasons of the show. Yeah. Or at least the very the first six seasons of the show. So the potential for a spinoff to be really really good is is there it's definitely there yeah and hopefully since they're since it's they're doing their own spinoff they can write their own story and it, it should all make sense at the end which yeah. is what the huge complaint of season eight was was a lot of things ended with nonsensicalness well and this because they started with the first six seasons were somebody else's thoughts somebody else's ideas with a little bit of their own interplayed in there and then seven and eight they they more or less oh sorry the first five seasons were somebody else's thoughts. Season seven and eight, they more or less made up with little, with, with some direction by the author, but uh, they kind of just did it themselves. So that being said, writing the story from start to finish yourself, I yeah. think, has has potential to be really good. I'm excited about it. I hope HBO does it justice. I I, I bet they're going to do it like, we're going to start shooting in June. We're not going to release it till 2034. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I'm going to guess... That if they're starting shooting in June, then the pilot will be approved in a month. And so they'll start actually filming in about September. And it'll be close to a year before it actually comes out. So I'm thinking uh, somewhere in the fall of next year, fall or winter of 2020, they're going to actually start releasing that. I it, could be a little off, but that's my it, guess. Is it going to be written by the same two writers? It's not. They're not working on it Ooh. because they're working on Star Wars right. and a couple other things. Uh, but it, it's so they, they were actually they were writers and directors. There were other writers. There were other writers who did specific episodes and stuff like that. So it, it's going to be the, they're taking part in it. The okay. minor writers, not not the two big wigs at the top that people like to blame for everything. But there's some Game of Thrones people carrying over. Not any of the characters, mind you, but the production staff. All right. So why do we bring up Game of Thrones? Because I found it interesting that the last episode was not streamed in China. I think that most of the rest of them were, but the very last one wasn't. Apparently, it's due to some trade war issues, but that would be so obnoxious to watch 70 episodes and not get to see number 71. They also have to wait another year and a half. For the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they VPN'd it. But even with that, uh, this final episode was the most watched of any HBO show ever. Uh, 19.3 million viewers for the initial couple days, which was the highest. Uh, and the, Good God. this season was averaging about 44 million views per episode. So uh, if I, based on when I read this, uh, the episode 70 was number one episode sorry episode 71 was number one episode 70 was number two and then the final episode of season seven came in at third i wonder if the last one is so the most watched because everyone's like shit i have not kept up i'll just watch the end so i can you know talk, talk about, about it talk about it at yeah work. i i wonder like who watches the end of season seven and then doesn't watch anything in the in the beginning of season eight and then just skips to the end like who would do that a savage yeah so you know some third world country i i know 
of people who they pick up a book and they read the first page and they read the last page and then they decide if they want to read the whole book. And I'm like, that's stupid. Who does that? Is it her? No. Oh, I'm about to be real upset. (laughs) Hard cut. We're now standing. (laughs) (laughs) We had to. It's not going to hurt with the energy. No. Yeah. It's like in class when the teacher was like, hey, you... Can you stop stop falling asleep? And eventually they're like, all right, stand up. Did my I wish my teachers would let you just like if you're gonna fall asleep, stand up and walk to the back of the class and just stand there until you feel more awake. They wouldn't? No. In in high school it never happened. In college I had one professor that let me. And then when I got into the workforce and we have to do like long, boring ass talks, they're like, if you're gonna fall asleep, stand up, and as soon as they say that I stand up and walk to the back. <laughs> like I'm gonna fall asleep. I was in something in the day, it was a it was a meeting of sorts that I wasn't particularly interested in at work. And I realized that ever since I got out of high school, and maybe even in high school, but I noticed it more in college, like when I'm sitting listening to a lecture, I just whew, fall asleep like right away. Yeah. I immediately don't care. It's it's not it's not good. I just get really drowsy. I get out of the room and I'm like, eh. Ah, I feel I feel, I feel fine, fine now. <laughs> yeah. so. Exciting news, though. Did you know that they're changing the official weight of a kilogram? Of course I know. I wrote it down. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so right now, it's based off of a hunk of metal that's in France. What they're changing it to is a definition based on the number of atoms. If we could pull that up, I could give you the exact details. But it's going to go from weighing just under a kilogram to weighing a kilogram. And that, that's because the hunk of metal has been slowly losing weight as time goes on. An estimated 50 micrograms over its lifetime. Yeah. So right now, it's a cylinder of platinum iridium alloy known as Legrand K. And stored in a vault outside of Perry. Perry. Legrand K. Yeah. <laughs> what it's going to be is measured by the Planck constant. And it's going to correspond to the mass of an exact number of photons so oh photons oh we're getting more critical here that's what it says nice so it's going to be more exact it is going to affect absolutely nobody's life except for scientists they say it would help them be more accurate on their calculations of the laws of physics i'm not sure why because a kilogram in their calculation shouldn't have changed weight i mean that's true (laughs) i don't think it mattered (laughs) that's true but it I, yeah that doesn't make any sense if everything's based off a kilogram it's not like they're going back in and weighing it again right they're just like yeah it's a kilogram whatever its original weight was cool that's interesting not that exciting but what is exciting you love cable companies right everyone does they just make your life so, so pleasant comcast they're not exactly getting in getting in on the smart speaker game but they're moving that direction they're doing a, a device that's going to monitor you based on sound and motion. And it's for, quote, health purposes. What it is supposed to do is track when you go to the bathroom, how, how long you sleep, if you fall, or how, and it might be able to call 911, for instance. But what it's actually going to do... You drop anything in your house, 911 shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that. What it's actually going to do is monitor you listen to you, sell your data, charge you miscellaneous fees. Oh, yeah. All in the name of monitoring your health because it's Comcast. I I wonder if it's like, so you've used the bathroom seven times today and that's unnatural and then they just send you 
you know, bladder control help, like or prostate <laughs> health. That's going to do wonders for everybody's ads. Oh yeah. They'll be, they'll be f- like so finessed. They'll be so accurate now. And I mean, there, so there's a lot more regulations with health information. So I feel like Comcast is going to get in so much trouble in the coming years. Cause like everything's mandated or uh, controlled by HIPAA. Right. But this, this stuff won't fall under HIPAA. It won't? No. HIPAA is medical professionals only. That is like collecting data. You can't give it to insurance companies for insurance purposes. Okay. It won't fall uh, under HIPAA it then. It will not. Gotcha. Unless Comcast is like, you can use our device for insurance purposes, then it'll fall under HIPAA. This is just a realm that most people don't want. No. A cable company of all people to meddle in. Especially not Comcast. Especially. Especially not Comcast. If it was Verizon, I'd be even worse about it. Because <laughs> they'd be like, it's three cents every time you pee. Oh. For using our microphone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if you have to put it in multiple places in the house. You must. So you got to put it in the bathroom. Does it harass you if you've been sitting there for too long? You're going to get hemorrhoids doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Are your legs asleep? You should probably get up now. <laughs> so it doesn't speak and it doesn't do anything that a good smart speaker does. It doesn't control anything in your house so it seems to me to be almost completely useless and just spy on you just spy on you pretty much just collect data i'm not for it i'm absolutely this not is this it. is one of the things where like i'll let someone test it first this is one i'm never gonna hop on board with absolutely i like i'm not even on board with smart speakers this isn't even a smart speaker <laughs> it's just a microphone that is plugged in directly to comcast yeah who wants that i want to deal with comcast as little as possible as it is do do you have Comcast? Still? I do have Comcast. Well, sorry, Xfinity. Oh yeah, that's not the same. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it uh, is though. <laughs> that you go to the same call center. Yeah, you do. You do. And they will say some English name when they don't actually have an English name. We know Comcast is going to charge you nickel and dime you. They're not going to. They're not going to rape your bill. There's no way they won't nickel and dime you. But they will nickel and dime you, but it won't be like you're going to just take out $150 and slap it on the table. No. But there is something you can do that for. You go to the gym. I do. Do you have trouble going to the gym sometimes? I do. I, I do have sometimes I'm like, I get home from work and I start playing some video games. I'm like, you know what? Today won't go today to is that. not the day to go to the gym. Right. Would you pay $150 a month for someone to nag you to go to the gym? I could give someone half my assets and get nagged for free. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a company doing a fitness thing where you pay $150 a month and you get a personal trainer that's not an actual, well, they might be an actual personal trainer, but you don't go to the gym with them. They just send you workouts. Okay. And then they call you to make sure that you've done it. So basically what you're paying it for is for someone to nag you. A nagger. Yes. That's, They're paying for someone to annoy you and to check up on you and make sure you've done stuff. No, 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 no. Once again, no. Negative. There's some good things. Really? There are some good things about it. What is the good thing? So a personal trainer, probably, probably not an idiot. I'm sure they have all the certifications they need. I'm sure as well. They're giving you workouts to do. So if you're having trouble like being interested or if you're like actually doing things wrong assuming they do what they say and are actually good at it they'll send you good workouts and you'll be able to work out more effectively and more efficiently uh the other thing is that they send you an apple watch which is like 300 bucks and they send it to you so i i'm gonna guess you can't sign up for one month and then quit and just be like hey apple watch thank you yeah 
but they actually have a really high retention rate. 95% stay for three months and 85% stay for six months. So they've got to be doing something good. And I will say the hardest part about working out consistently is going on the days that you don't want to go. And if you're, you don't have a significant other who is going to nag you about going to the gym, which they probably shouldn't unless you ask them to. Yeah. Uh, and usually you, I do. You're not like letting anyone down exactly by not going to the gym most of the time. Right. And so when you don't feel like it and you don't want to go, that's the hardest time to go. Oh, for sure. The it's, only thing, the only thing I have against this is the whole reason behind personal trainers is so someone can walk you through the exercises they've given you so that you're doing them safely. I can't wait to go to the gym now and see all these people who have gotten off the couch. Good for them. Excellent. I'm so happy for them. And now they're doing weight, throwing their backs out, and they probably went right to CrossFit. So when they when they do this, they when they set it up, if you have questions, they will video chat with you and tell you what you're doing wrong. Oh, excellent. All right. I'm I'm all I'm down for this for other people. For other people. For a certain kind of person. Yeah, for someone who has an extra hundred fifty dollars a month to spend on this kind of thing. Right. On top of their gym membership. Yeah. Which is about two hundred dollars. Not no. Two hundred dollars total now, we're talking. Yeah. Then we're going to add in, you know, they're going to, since they've decided to do this, they got to have nutrition, better nutrition. We'll tack on another $100. So they're $300 a month to have someone nag them. Right. Not for me. I could do it for much less than that. Oh, yeah. I get 1,000 people to give me $10 a month to text them every day to see if they've gone to the gym. I'd like Perfect. to see you text 1,000 people to go tell them to go to the gym. I set it up automated. Wow. That just, real personal Just write touch. a personalized message every day. Just insert their name and be like, hey... You lazy fuck. <laughs> Have you been to the gym today? <laughs> God's watching you. Or if you don't believe in God, Santa. <laughs> Speaking of Santa. Really? This one particular Chinese man is not going to have a good Christmas this year. And how is that working? <laughs> uh, so an Oregon student in Chinese National, whose name is Jang, was sentenced or could be sentenced up to 10 years in prison or a $2 million fine and or $2 million fine. Because what he did is he had some contacts in China because he's from China and they would send him iPhones that don't work. And so then he would be like, hey, Apple, my iPhone broke. Can you please replace it? And they did. They sent him fake iPhones and then he got real iPhones from Apple. He no spent. Way. He made 3,069 warranty claims in 1,493 were accepted. That's like 50%. 50% of people at Apple, Apple were not doing their job. They were not like, this is a counterfeit phone. They were just like, here's a new phone. So at oh $600 a phone, this guy committed $900,000 in theft. That's amazing. Isn't I, it? Go America. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this guy got away with this for that long. Because it was... It was Several years, I think it was like seven or eight years, and he was using his address, the address of his family and friends and people that he knew, and that probably did not make them very happy. But I can't believe he was able to get away with 1,500 warranty claims on counterfeit iPhones. I, I mean, wouldn't he'd have to move areas because I feel like one shop would be like, man, we're getting a lot of phones back all the time now. If you do it online... That's true. If but do I mean, it it's still the same service center, most likely, in that area. Probably. I I don't know. I feel like someone should have noticed well before it got to a million dollars. Well they before. They did notice it before it got to a million. Well before. 
Ah, well, like, well, they, like 750,000? They, they noticed like 90% of the way to a million. Ah, okay. Well. So this guy is going to be sentenced to up to 10 years in prisons or basically twice of what his theft was. Do you know how they could have solved this? How? If they used facial, facial recognition in their stores. Yeah. And then targeted everybody. Because everybody loves that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of faces, though, I believe it's Samsung has come up with an algorithm to generate animations off of somebody's face based on one picture. So it just takes like the landmarks on your face and then kind of guesses what they're going to do to so me. So it, it take yeah, it, pretty much that. It takes your face and it guesses what it would look like if it was moving around. So they did it with the Mona Lisa and there's three different depictions of what she could have looked like. She's not very attractive in any of them. Not that she was very attractive in the regular freaking painting. No. <laughs> but it's creepy because it is it looks plausible. It looks yeah. like a plausible woman based on the the painting, and do it's th- creepy. Do you think they're gonna do animations more of this style now? If it's if they can get it to be more accurate, instead of having to draw each moving piece, just draw one picture and then get it get the algorithm to make it move in the correct manner. I don't know. I feel like that would be super helpful for yeah, animators. Be cool. For animators. Uh, to be fair, I don't know much about how the animation process works nowadays. I used to, I mean, I'm sure, uh, don't they just draw pictures and then next page and draw a picture and then you have a little notebook at the end. It's like. The, the flip, flip book. Yeah. yeah. And that's still how they do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have no idea. Same. <laughs> I know that, uh, for instance, like uh, there was a video game Cuphead, which was like renowned for its amazing animation. That was all hand drawn. And there's, it was a, it's like a boss fighting game a lot of the time. So when you fight a boss, each boss has, let's say five moves. Each of those five moves has like 50 different frames associated with that move. So basically each boss has like 300 hand-drawn, perfectly animated pictures. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a good dedication. I would, what game is this? Cuphead. Have you played it? I have. Is it good? It's hard, but it's good. Okay. It's compared to Dark Souls. It's one of those games that like you kind of almost get there and then it just kicks you in the foot and stabs you in the face. <laughs> I don't never played one of those games. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever wanted to explore the Great Barrier Reef? I believe it or not, I have. Okay. I do find that place very cool. Yeah. It's it's super awesome from the things that I've seen. And now you can do it in an Uber. Never mind. Don't want to do it. It's Why? A, get Uber. Get out of my things. It's an Uber that explores the Great Barrier Reef in a submarine. And the reason I bring this up is because they called it Scuba. I'm so mad. I'm so unbelievably. Isn't I feel like I'm going to so open cool, the fridge though. and it's just going to be Uber. Here's milk. <laughs> yeah, they're getting into everything. I mean, they have Uber. They have Scuba. They have Uber Eats. They've got the, I'm sure they're going to be part of that automated Tesla mode. Uh, maybe. Probably. I don't know. So they'll have automated drivers. They do have, yeah, they have, uh, they're working on automated vehicles, yeah. They'll probably start getting into like Amazon deliveries. And uh, smart speakers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You just, you just, you're like, man, I, I think I need to go out and get milk. You walk outside and someone hits you with a jug of milk. Just- the next step, like what's after smart speakers and just saying that you need to go get milk is it's going to be in your head and you're just going to think I need to get milk and then a milk jug is going to come crashing through your window. That's the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine sitting there playing a video game like, man, I really need something to drink. It just, let's <laughs> get absolutely cool. And man breaks there. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like, a, I'm just like picturing like the five gallon, like water cool jugs just like come flying to the side of the wall. Just bitch. Bop. <laughs> that would be so cool. And so annoying. Yes. 
Would be cool though. <laughs> ten just, out of ten would recommend to a friend in a casual conversation. You surround yourself in like trampolines, and you're like, "I really need a baseball." <laughs> <laughs> Someone throws a baseball at you, bowing, and then immediately you get a con- like a diagnosed concussion. <laughs> it just shows up as a little slip. Just <laughs> you are an idiot. Uh, yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. That's all I have to say about the Uber thing, though. That's it. Yeah, I was I was kind of excited to talk more about the. Great Barrier Reef. You gotta, no, we can, we can no, talk more no, about it. I don't want to because it's got scuba a part of it. I'm done with Uber. <laughs> you might be done with Uber, but I'm certainly not done with Subaru. Wow, good, nice, <laughs> well done. Subaru has released some of their stats for the cars that they sell in the United States. So, in 2018, 3.5% of cars sold in the United States were manual transmission. That's it. So, 96.5% were automatic transmission or cvt i'm telling you my car is pretty much steel proof so in 30 years like legitimately less than five percent of the people who know how to drive will know how to drive a manual transmission because it's like our generation and younger most of them don't know how to drive a manual yes our parents generation most of them do but by the time they're off the roads and not really driving anymore the amount of people that know how to drive a manual is so low so i think in 30 years it is absolutely gonna be like something you can write on your insurance it's like it's a manual transmission and you get a discount because fewer people are gonna steal it yeah because who could right <laughs> i mean yeah they'll break your window and you'll have a little bit of insurance claim but they're just you're gonna come out and your car's just gonna be like yeah it's gonna be so cool when people start trying no when people start trying to steal my vehicles in 30 years so on the note on that note though subaru uh has released some of their stats and 90 percent of wrx's sold are manual transmissions i would say that surprises me but it doesn't considering the other options a cvt or a continuously variable transmission it's not surprising wait that that is the only option there's not like a six speed automatic there's no six-speed automatic it's cvt or man or six-speed manual man that's like do you want to get shot or do you want to enjoy your fun here right <laughs> it's like and i i know at least one person who bought an automatic wrx or a cvt wrx is it faster than yours i don't think so okay i think it's slightly typically manuals are slightly faster i mean that's kind of not exactly been true in the last couple of years but i think cvts have so many downsides to them at this point that the manuals are gonna be faster okay so uh, and 78% of BRZs, the uh, Subaru BRZ, which is the two-door roadster kind of thing, rear-wheel drive. That was their like uh, collab with... With uh, Toyota. And Scion? And, and Scion, which is no longer a yeah. thing. 78% of BRZs are sold as manual transmissions. But interestingly, Toyota 86, which is uh, the same thing as the BRZ, used to be the Scion FRS, but it's the yeah. Toyota 86. Only 33% of those are manual transmissions, which is weird. You know, it's because someone went on the lot and they're about they're about to hit their midlife crisis. Like that day, they're going to hit it. And they're like, I need to just get a good old Toyota Corolla family car. And they're like, I need an automatic. I don't know how to drive a manual. And they see the BR, the 86 and they're like, yep, yep. I need that one. That's the one. <laughs> I mean, also keeping in mind that Toyota has sold probably about 10 times as many BRZ or 86s as Subaru sold BRZs. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that I am actually in fact in a cult. You, I mean, you guys wave to each other on the road. So you wave to other Jeep drivers when you're driving a Jeep, but 
Honestly, very few of them wave back. It's because the, they're all assholes. <laughs> with the Both Jeep drivers <laughs> are assholes. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> but WRX owners, like, some like 80% of the time, people wave back. It, it's pretty high. There's one guy that I pass on my drive who drives a white WRX that I, he doesn't wave back. So I'm like, screw that guy. But most of the people do. You could do what some Jeep drivers do. Huh. That they'll wave to you as they pass by, but if you don't wave back, they'll just hold out the middle finger to you on the backside. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. That seems to be your favorite move on the road. Yeah. Well, when you cut me off for literally no reason, yes. I really wish I could drive more around here because I would find you and cut you off. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> uh, in other car news, though. The Civic Type R. Oh, the worst front-wheel drive vehicle ever made. I'm kidding. But it's still trash. It's probably the best front-wheel drive vehicle ever made, well, it's for fun. the most part. Well, I, I, the, the Until qualifier, recently. The qualifier is front-wheel front drive. drive. Right. Until very recently, I think in this past week, it held the front-wheel drive Nürburgring record. About 7 minutes and 43 seconds or 44 seconds was the record. Uh, this, this was the Honda Civic Type R. It's now been beaten by a Renault. No, it's not. It's been beaten by Renault. If you live in America and you've never heard of this, it's a Renault. Is how it's uh, spelled, but it's a French car. The Civic was beaten by a Renault, which has been known for the last 20-some years for making crap cars. I bet this car, once they got it off the track, it immediately fell into pieces. <laughs> Quite possibly, but the important thing is that it beat the Type R by almost four seconds. 3.7 seconds it beat it by, which is a huge margin for something like this. Jesus. Additionally, it's only got 298 horsepower, a 1.8 liter turbo four-cylinder engine, and which is like uh, about 15 less horsepower than the Civic, and it still beat it. And 1.8 liters is not a very big no, Turbo that's, four. that's tiny. That is tiny. And it still beat it. And for comparison, it's faster than a Porsche 911 GT3, which had a Nürburgring lap record of 7 minutes and 42 seconds. See, see, I, I get the fact it's like it is fast. That's amazing how fast it is. But it's a front-wheel drive vehicle. And the top comment on the article, and I quote, <clears throat> Okay, impressive accomplishment, but isn't this basically like being the fasted three-legged horse in the Kentucky Derby? Front-wheel drive is inherently compromised for performance driving. For the price of one of these ultra-limited edition production cars, I'm guessing you could buy any number of faster rear-wheel drive vehicles purpose-built to be performers without being held back by economy car bones underneath. Just don't get it, I guess. I was I was gonna say have having the fastest front wheel drive vehicle is like bragging about how many toothpicks you can shove in your eye. <laughs> Once again, nobody cares. <laughs> it's the best of the worst drivetrain there is. Yeah, you're like the guy who shows up and asks people if they want to see your party trick. Oh, you don't do that. You don't. You let someone bring it up for you, but now nah, you walk in the room. You're like, guys, I got the coolest party trick. Let me show it to you. And it's like making a coin disappear. Like. Or it's like if you're a musician, like you invite people over to listen to your music. Or if you're like, if you have a podcast, you go over to people's places and tell them to listen to your podcast with you. Yes, <laughs> definitely do that all of the time. Did you do that before? Uh, in the car on the way to Snowshoe. Yeah, oh, we, we, had, yeah. We, had, we had guests. We were like, hey, listen to the podcast. Oh, prisoners. prisoners. They couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're that guy, apparently. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> we're not that guy. That's right, because I would never own a front-wheel drive car. Neither would I. 
even though I've owned one in the past. I own one currently, <laughs> but I don't, I don't ever say it's fast. I don't ever, I don't truly drive it like it's a performance vehicle. Good. Because, because the brakes I, will lock up. Not only that, but I'd also kill myself. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Since I will have a rear wheel drive vehicle soon, which is also a great performance vehicle. Extremely good. It corners real fast. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to do a 180 to 500 degree turn, you can do it in this vehicle. See, it doesn't corner fast. It turns fast. Oh, it turns real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I've already spun the thing. Really? Yes. Nice. The second day I drove it, when we had it, I spun it. Oops. We were going down uh, Makel, or I was going down Makel, and I went on to Ross Road, and right in the first turn, I spun it right nice. there. And nice. in like 90 degree weather, dry, every condition, and I spun that bitch. That's very impressive for a Jeep. Yeah. That's very, very impressive. Speaking of other terrible things that nobody cares about. The Overwatch League commissioner has left Blizzard. And what makes it worse is he's left Blizzard for Epic. We all know how you feel about Epic. Yes. But Blizzard has poured a ton of money into Overwatch League and has been mildly successful, more or less because of this guy, is Nate Nanzer. And he's leaving to basically probably do something very similar for Epic with Fortnite. Which, as we all know, is not a very good competitive game because it lacks the aspects that a competitive game needs to be truly competitive. Competitive. Uh, I I think there's been some talk about the way to make it competitive is you drop with the same loadout as everybody else in the game for this competitive mode. You can't. All you do is pick up ammo, resources, and utility items. And then it's exactly just team deathmatch. Pretty much. Which makes it not Fortnite. No. So eh. I think I think the thing is like what they're trying to do is the reason why they don't have certain competitors make it the end is because they get absolutely boned by RNG. Yeah. And that sucks. And that's that's one of the reasons that I think the game is lacking. Yes. It's one of the reasons I think the game's so great because sometimes I'll kill a really good player because he's got trash loadout. Right. Which is like the opposite of what should happen in a true competitive yes, game. Yes, I agree. So but we're moving on to Rainbow Six Siege, which is a much better game all around. I will say it. I I enjoy it so much. I've been really enjoying it. I've been having a blast playing it. Oh, the last thing and other other very terrible sad news. The Who. Has, the well-known band. The, the very well-known band has voted to recognize gaming disorder as an official disease. So this more or less is... It's along the lines of gambling addiction. It's someone who plays video games too much to the point that it has negative impacts on their life and they continue to do it. It's a very vague definition. But see, see, uh, my my thing with this is like, yeah, sure. You know, you can kind of get addicted to anything. Like there's people who do this with like anime like I know at least one person who dropped out of college because they're too busy watching anime. So, right, as it, it's, <laughs> it's pretty absurd. But I mean, it it's not that the anime is addicting. It's not that the games are addicting. We it's ha- that there's something wrong with the person. Yeah, people have addictive personalities. Right, and the the ESA, which is the uh, 
I forget what it stands for, but the U.S. Game Lobbying Corporation, or whatever you want to call it, on behalf of video games. Uh, they're like, this really takes away from what the actual health disorder is. Yeah, just, just branching like, oh, you play video games for a just whatever the hours is required for this disorder you have it. Right. And it really doesn't take into account the fact that, like, it, it's something else. It, it's, it's, not that the, it's not the game's fault. This really just kind of treat. It's almost diagnosing the symptoms and not the problem. Oh yeah, I, that's that's one hundred percent what this is. Is they're just they don't care to actually do the true problem solving. They just want to blame. They want something to blame so something they can control better. Right, and it again the definition is so incredibly vague that like how how do you, how do you quantify that? How do you say that video games has definitely had a negative impact on someone's life? It, it also has to persist for at least 12 months so i mean like i do less chores because i play video games sometimes that's kind of a negative impact how many people are gonna get diagnosed with gaming disorder when halo comes out i'm gonna spend way more than just 12 (laughs) months playing it right it's like it's it's vague i don't like it i i think it's them overstepping their bounds a little bit well i i I think the reason is they they want like i said they they need to control it they want to control the gaming genre better so they need to make it a disorder so they can regulate it that's unfortunate i mean gaming is starting to be more regulated as we saw as we talked about last week with the loot boxes which has received phenomenal bipartisan support from uh, obviously that means from both sides people are pretty much totally for this and i went back and read a little bit about the bill and that's really vague too like the games that fall into the category that's regulated by this bill is like everything. So, uh, so I I know the intentions of the bill are good, and it's still kind of vague, and it's probably going to be evaluated on a case by case basis. But it has the potential to be well, not good. I what I don't get is how how is EA like? I'm going to say EA is the the biggest culprit of they're the worst. Well, because they have FIFA, they're the worst, which is the worst. Yes. And why have they? They have received so much negative feedback from the general user. Yes, they're still making money from it because there's people who are paid to play FIFA, people who have the money to waste on FIFA, and they're like, "Look, we're making money. This we're gonna keep doing it." But like the majority of the population thinks it's a terrible, terrible addition to the games. And they don't listen to them because they don't. They're not. They're not the ones making them extra money. Well, they're still. They're still getting games sold. <clears throat> people are still buying it. People are still playing it. People are still spending a ton of money on it. I mean, it's like I think you said at one point that was like the most played game on console. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's working. It's working for them. And those those FIFA players, I'd say generally someone who plays FIFA and pretty much only FIFA is only going to play FIFA. They're not going to yeah branch out into shooters. They just like FIFA. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, except for the game sucks. So I mean, they're gonna keep buying FIFA because that's what they're good at. That's what they like. That's what they enjoy. Even though they're really irritated about a certain aspect of the game, what else do they have? Well, I'm I'm saying it's the EA has a skewed picture of their their population because there's so much money from a very small amount. That could be said for every game with microtransactions. I mean, the South Park depicted it really, really yeah. well in their freemium episode. Freemium isn't free. It's like, <clears throat> it's along the same lines. It's people who are like gamblers, basically, or addicted to stuff. It's a small percentage of the population paying for 90% of the revenue. It's like, 
these it, it's not it's not the kid who spends an occasional dollar five dollars on a on a stupid mobile game it's the person who can't not spend a thousand dollars a month on candy crush getting the extra lives that's that's true Wait, with, there's microtransactions in candy crush yeah because there's a timer and so you only get a certain number of attempts and if you fail you have to wait a certain number of hours. That's how almost all mobile games I truly do, I, That's why I, I got into Clash of Clans. It's the same thing. I hate that. You can pay real money to make things go faster. Yeah. And back in the day when I was really bored and in college and with nothing to do, I would play Candy Crush and then I would just set my timer, my phone timer forward. I'd get the extra lives and I'd set it back. <laughs> I, I could just keep doing that. And then people are too lazy to do that so they still pay for it. But Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. That's... Yeah, I don't know. Microtransactions suck. For the most part. For the most part. Competitive microtransactions suck. They suck the worst. They just suck. So the thing that about Rainbow Six Siege that with this, this uh, loot box bill that we're talking about is there are operators or characters that you can play which have slightly different abilities as other characters, and they are unlockable via the free in-game currency or by real money. So are they not going to be able to be purchased by real money? Is that... I mean, it's not loot boxes, but it's a pay-to-win microtransaction. Yeah. I mean, is it going to fall under the realm of this bill? Are they going to have to change the way Siege is played? I mean, it's the it's the microtransactions which has helped this game continue to go and keep going strong and pays the development team because the game itself isn't that expensive and there's no battle pass or anything like that. Yeah. So, and Rainbow Six had a uh, uh, not very good launch and has continued to increase and has been an extremely popular game recently because of how well they've been supported through the microtransactions. So, it's it's a bit of a vicious cycle. Yeah. Uh, there are games that I enjoy the microtransactions. Like, I already spent money in Rainbow Six. Because, I did too. <laughs> because I, 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 the operators that I wanted were just, they seemed slightly better to me. Yeah. Apparently there are operators that are in the main, like the the free, you know, with the game you bought. They're they are just as good as the unlockable operators, but overall they don't have like the cool gadgets and up, like cooler updates and whatnot. Yeah, and so, the the good thing about six Rainbow Six Siege at, at the very least is that they're all cheap. They're yeah. very cheap. It's like so much cheaper than pretty much any game I've ever spent money on besides the initial purchase. Mm-hmm. It's and that that's why I was willing to do it. So I think they're still doing a good job. But regardless, fuck microtransactions. Yep, and we're going to end right there. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any tips, suggestions, feedback, things you would like to hear us discuss on the podcast or fashion tips for Zach, please don't hesitate to send us an email at launchspeedpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us through social media. If you want to support us and get some awesome merch, head on over to our Teespring page and get some bear gear because everybody likes bears. Thank you to all of our patrons. If you want to get sticker shoutouts, bonus content, help us by subscribing to some of our tiers starting in a measly $2 a month. Your contributions help keep the content rolling and the beer flowing. You were that kid when they got popcorned in school. You just read the rest of the book if you could. I don't even know what that means. You never did popcorn reading? No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember now. I remember Because I was that kid. If I ever got popcorn, I would never, ever give it to someone else because I was like, you guys suck at reading and I'm going to finish this book for all of us today. <laughs> I understand that. I totally get that. But it's time to end. It's time to end. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Or day. <laughs>